Welcome to SHIFT, a college admissions, ACT, and SAT podcast for a changing world. I'm Tyler, founder of Achievable, and we have an affordable ACT course that uses memory-based adaptive learning technology to get you better results in less time. You can get a free trial at achievable.me, and if you like it, the code podcast will get you 10% off at checkout. Now, let's get started. Today, we have Valerie from Viridian Prep with us. And Valerie, just for the people that uh, weren't listening to the last podcast, could you introduce yourself again? Sure. I'm Valerie Erdy of Viridian Prep, um, and that's V-E-R-I-D-I-A-N, rhymes with Meridian, but with V, like <laughs> Victory or Valerie. Um, we are yeah. a boutique test prep tutoring and college advisory based in Greenwich, Connecticut, and we we focus on evidence-based approaches to test prep and I would like to say holistic approach to the college application process. Yeah. That's really fun. That's great. Well, and as a part of that holistic approach to the college application process, you advise students on clubs and internships, right? And I think that this is a really interesting topic because as sort of the college admissions arms race has escalated and everybody also grade inflation has escalated. So now you've got, everybody's got a 4.0. So it's like, how many AP classes or IB classes do you have? And then there's also, okay, everybody's playing a sport or two sports, right? So then now, oh, let's all do the extracurriculars and things like that. And it's gotten a little kind of crazy. Um, But the thing that colleges really want to see, they don't want to see that you're doing 20 things that are like, you know, from computer science club to model UN to, you know, like they're, they're actually trying to see what you care about and what you're passionate about. At least that's my opinion. Um, and they want to see that in your, you know, in your essay and your story. And so through either starting a club that you're, is something that you're passionate about or through summer internships, you can actually start to craft this narrative about yourself. So I'd love for you to kind of dig into how you guys talk to students about this and, and how, how they should approach it. Sure. And it's funny you mentioned that with great inflation and um, test optional, the landscape has changed. That's very true. And it's actually uh, created a small, a new cottage industry in the, what I like to call sometimes the higher education application industrial complex of mm-hmm. uh, helping kids for thousands of dollars create passion projects, which that can be a great way to go for some people. Um but mm-hmm. it's really unnecessary because what's what's cool about this and Tyler, what you said about colleges want to see a genuine interest uh, or passion develop. They you can really do anything, and mm-hmm. it could be creating a new club at your school, which again can emanate out of some interest you've already had. I had one student who. Uh, loves his Italian heritage and he had other friends who were into various uh, countries from their heritage and he created a kind of international heritage club where each week they would pick a country and the kids would do, they also liked to research things and they would do their own research on whatever country it was that interested them, be it their own from their own heritage or not. And make a presentation about it and weave in the music, food, culture. 
Um, and they could do podcasts, they could do video presentations, they could just bring in food. So he created that and it became a pretty popular club at the school. Fantastic. All from his own interest. Um, Yes. Well, and I mean, even something like, I think that when students often think about, oh, what do I need to do? They're, they're trying to almost like in their brain, imagine this perfect, you know, socially conscious, like thing that they do, or this like very advanced thing that they do. Like I started like the, you know, like the uh, astrophysics club or something like that. And it doesn't have to be that intense for it to still be impressive as a part of what you're doing. Like in it really, as long as you can sort of speak to why you did it and why it's important to you, I think that it's always a good addition to your college resume. Exactly. And I think the key to it is really thinking what you're interested in and also thinking out of the box. I remember um, a student telling me that while he was involved in some clubs at his school that he liked, he also liked to grow plants, herbs, and things right. on his windowsill because he lives in a city. And we talked about he was trying to find something to do for the summer. And we talked about, well, why not why not volunteer at a community garden? You know, mm -hmm. you'd have, get more space to certainly try out growing more things or volunteer get an internship in one of the parks, could be Central Park or a lesser known park, because people are always looking for help right. with projects. And actually, more people than not enjoy hiring high school kids and giving them an opportunity. But sometimes it takes you reaching out and creating that opportunity. Yeah, well, certainly if there's if there's ever a job posting for like high school student wanted for XYZ, they're going to get a million people. And so that's like, you know, oftentimes you have to go kind of knock on their door instead and be, and, and be like, hey, I'd really this is why I really care about this and want to be involved. Right. I think at the end of the day, the, the key, if you're kind of trying to pitch yourself as an intern to somebody, the key is showing genuine interest in what they do. Right. And I think people will really resonate with that and be excited about that. But if you just kind of show up and you're like, hey, I want to work for you because I need a job like that's they're not going to take you. It's funny you say that because I was in a discussion with a student who uh, she seems a little adrift. And we were talking about some of her interest, um, which happened to be around fashion, clothing, young children and history. It's like, okay, can we make some connection there? And we brainstormed and she talked about getting a job in a store. And we were talking about, you know what? Maybe you want to go uh, get a job at a store in children's apparel, but if you're going to work at that store, and she said, well, everyone gets jobs. How can I stand out? I said, well, you can stand out by yes, going the extra mile. What does the owner need help with? Maybe the owner needs help with uh, some web design for the site, for their, sorry, for their store. And you're great at web design, offer to pitch in. Maybe you notice um, a way you, you like doing events or mm -hmm. public relations type work, and you can think of a way that would bring in families to the store to go shopping. Maybe you help launch an event. 
but go the extra mile and right think about what they need and what can you do to help them that's what they're looking for and then you're also going to learn a lot in the process right and i would also even say i mean unfortunately this is a tough example because i think most of the time when somebody has like a retail job at a clothing store, it's not because they're passionate about it. It's because they just need to pay the bills. Yes. Right. But I think that even like what I would even try to angle for in that situation, which is a good bit harder, but would be, I think a lot more sort of on target even would be like, a um, working at a fashion company, like we're like not working at the retail store, but like working for the clothing designer or something like that, like doing anything basically. Um, it, it's like, it's, it, there's different angles to approach every situation and it totally depends on what the situation is. Um, and then even if you do end up kind of in a, a straightforward job, like you mentioned, you can still make the most of it. Right. And you can still, you know, try to think about how you can go not just above and beyond, but really like explore, like, is this career right for me? Because at the end of the day, that's actually what you're going to college for. Right. And sometimes ruling things out is as useful as ruling things in. But it's interesting what you said about, uh, you know, maybe instead of if you don't need to earn money and you can work in fashion uh, in another context or as an intern and reaching out. So a lot of students might say to me, oh, well, but I don't know anybody or how do I do that? And I've... I've seen many students be incredibly successful just sending cold emails. Uh, I'd say I have more, more experience with students who want to go that science research track. And sometimes their right. schools don't have a science research program. So if they want to do it, they have to arrange it themselves. And I've had students be very successful just by sending a lot of sort of cover letters or pitch letters, emails, just saying, you know, I love what you're doing. And obviously you'd, you'd research that and write it in a little better way than I just said it. And, you know, will you take me? What can I do to help you? You know, I'm a hard worker and they've gotten some very good internships that led to, you know, winning science fairs. Mm -hmm. Right. And also just like that shows so much more dedication to a career in science than just like being in science class or even being in like AP bio, right? It, it's, it's to me, I think that's where you're showing the college that this is actually like work that you want to do. And at the end of the day, what does the college want, right? Like put yourself in the college's shoes. Their goal is to get essentially the highest quality students in that are going to, that are all bets. They're all like bets for this college on what you're going to do with the rest of your life and your career. And they, if you are already showing that you're going to be really dedicated to something that's really valuable for them. Yes, that and also the taking initiative that's required to either start a club mm -hmm. or land an internship, especially, you know, if you're doing it sort of cold, cold reaching out. But in terms of starting clubs, you know, another, that's another great option. Um, many people or students I've had, will notice that they have an interest. I'll give an example of, um, I had a student who was interested in law. Now, there are many high schools that have moot court clubs. Her school didn't. So I'm like, why don't you start a moot court club at your school? 
because in some cases that's easier. You already can find a model for how to do it. You can reach out to other moot court programs at other schools and people are usually happy to give you advice. And then you find an advisor at your school, maybe one of your social studies teachers, uh, and then get going. Recruit some friends at first, then may draw a broader circle. And before you know it, your club will be off and going. Right. But also just think about like all the all the things that you just outlined in that example of that show initiative, right? There were like five different steps where you if you gave up on any of those steps, it would just wouldn't happen. Right. Like, and if you didn't figure out how to do it in the first place, if you didn't get an advisor so you could actually start the club, if you didn't recruit people, it would never work. Right. And so that's just true with life. Right. And in college, it's want to see that you can follow through on all of those steps and actually get something together and off the ground. Um, cause it is a rare skill still. And it's a lot more work than just signing up for AP bio. Right. It's, it's actually, a it's a whole, extra process and you have to care to really like put in the work to make it happen. It's actually, as you said, yes, it's a lot more work. And I think that is a reason it appeals to colleges because you don't necessarily have to know what you're going to study, but what they want to know is that you're going to seize the day and take advantage of opportunities and contribute something, be a Mm -hmm. go-getter. Everybody likes go-getters. doesn't matter whether it's in academia or in the workplace, everyone loves a go-getter who's a hard worker and willing to put him or herself out there to try new things. And sometimes, you know, not always succeed. And what do you do with that? You know, get up back and try again. Do it again. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Now we've talked a fair bit about sort of why this is important. And I think we've, we've made our point. (laughs) I'm <laughs> pretty clear yeah. on that. But I, I'm curious then what advice you have for actually doing it. And I know that it's very case by case, like you gave the moot court example. But just in general, I mean, maybe starting with clubs, but you could, and then moving on to internships, like, what's your advice when you're talking to students? How do you kind of unpack like what, what they're passionate about and what they want to do and then how they go about that? That's a great question. Sometimes they're not even totally sure what they're passionate about, but we'll start with a conversation about, it could be, well, what classes do you love, not love, and why? It could even be, what do you like to read? Or what TV do you like to watch? What do you do? What do you do when you're not in school? If you had a whole day, you know, a Saturday or Sunday or any day, what would really what would you want to do most? Or, you know, or do you have a hobby outside of school that we don't know about that maybe you would want to take further? And we start right. there. And and also it's, it's important, or at least this is just my own personal experience kind of jutting in here. But um, for instance, I, my free time when I was a kid was spent playing video games, <laughs> which if you, think about that as a college counselor you're like okay so that's you can't really put i played a lot of video games on your college resume it's not really helpful um but i ended up working in the video game industry in the end right and that's where i worked before i got into education um and so i do like if if you 
if it's video games, if it's TV shows, even if it's books, like there are things to do with that too, right? Like you could create a club where you guys are going to make a video game together or I don't know, do something crazy in Minecraft, which seems to be the thing nowadays. I missed Minecraft. I'm too old. <laughs> but, um, you know, or if you're in a, you could start like a liter, like a book club in your school, or you could even do a little like TV show that you make with your friends, right? Like it, it doesn't have to be necessarily like this obvious, like this is a, this is an academic thing for it to be relevant. It it doesn't. It really can be anything. I know a student who's part of a Marvel club in his school. Um, one of the great examples, full disclosure, was, was one of my own kids um, <laughs> who started a club upon having an unfortunate accident, which was meant breaking a, a wrist and not being mm. able to do what was planned, which involved physical activity. And after right. a lot of moping about the summer and not being able to do any swimming, cycling, frisbee playing, tennis, nothing, mm. I'm going to start a club. Cool. What do you want to do? It's like, well, I kind of like China and I, I like learning about China. I like economics. Like, okay, that sounds good. What do you, you want to do? Some Start a consulting club? Do you want to start a finance club? Like, what do you want to do? Mm -hmm. So he did a lot of research and ended up launching the school's first economics club and found out that there's actually an economics competition. Wow. And he researched other high schools and what they did. He actually emailed a few of the advisors for those clubs set up. Uh, then he harangued one of his teachers who wasn't actually even his teacher, but who was the head of the ultimate Frisbee team who we got to know through that mm -hmm. and kind of begged him to be the advisor <laughs> because the, this person was also the UN club advisor. So he was quite oversubscribed, but he finally relented and agreed mm -hmm. And he and my son worked on, they built the curriculum from scratch using the, I don't know, the economics or some national website. And then they recruited team members. It started small, but they, he and the teacher had to get people. They had to prepare this curriculum, which was an equivalent of sort of AP, but not through an AP class. And they right. actually came in first in their division the first year that they competed. And now, wow. five years later, this club has gone on to add the Federal Reserve Challenge, uh, you know, a, two or three different economics challenges and be, has become quite a popular and powerhouse club at the school. And this was all from sitting on a couch one summer saying, I don't know what I'm going to do. But I'm going to think about things that I like, like what I like to read about, what I enjoy in school. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to see if there's a hole somewhere that I could fill. Yeah, that's great. I love that example. And congratulations to your kid on that. I mean, it's when you talk about the um, when you talk about like the ending, right, where it's like then they won first place in this competition. I mean, that's literally like, that's like the centerpiece of your college essay right there, if you want it to be, right? It's a very strong story and it shows all that initiative that we talked about. And the thing that I think a lot of people may have trouble with when they're getting started is like, 
no one's going to care about this. It's not going to go anywhere. I'm just going to have a one line thing that says like, I started the anime club and no one will, it won't matter. Right. And it'll be all this work for nothing, but you never really know what it's going to become when you start. That's kind of the, the beauty and the, the frustration of it. Um, and you have to, I mean, if you like, it, it's also, this is why it's important to pick something you're genuinely passionate about because you have to give it your all. And when you do give it your all, uh, great things can happen. Exactly. Some students will say, I'm interested in dogs. There are so many things you could intern at, uh, maybe not an animal hospital because there would be rules, mm-hmm. but a shelter. You could start dog the daycare. best yeah, dog visiting, walking business in your local neighborhood. So also you don't need necessarily then a car or parental transportation. Um, right. You know, you could learn, you could teach yourself things. And that's another thing. I've had a lot of students who, let's say, like art, and they will pursue that interest sometimes just gradually through YouTube videos. I have one uh, student this year who during COVID, learned how to knit and crochet, now has become this crazy, competent crocheter, showed me some of um, their pieces, and now that's their main gift-giving at the holidays and and for birthdays. And it shows so many different things. It's self-taught, the autodidact, right? Didn't know how to do that. Taught themselves completely, not going to a class or a club. Developed the skill. So didn't just stop at the, I'm going to take a pattern that exists and do it. This, this person started adopting, adapting, sorry, their own patterns and creating mm-hmm. their own unique animals. Then there's the kind of heart part of it where then they're making, they're taking their skills and they're bringing joy to their friends and family by kind of making custom you know, like someone's favorite animal was a certain kind of frog. So this this student made that kind of frog in a crocheted animal. So there's so many things you can do if you just kind of expand your thinking and kind of go for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think in particular, I mean, like, again, it's kind of hard to give general advice on like how to do this stuff. But the, the key is just to try and to ask like ask for help ask questions and be like basically be realistic about what it's going to take from the beginning and actually make a plan to do it i think that there's you know there's usually going to be a few steps if it's starting a club in a school right you've got to first figure out what the club is then you have to actually figure out what you're going to do with the club then you have to get an advisor and then you have to create it and then you have to get people to join right yes. so there's your five step plan and then you know for an internship it's you need to figure out what you want to do you need to figure out the angle right working it at a, a, a clothing maker versus like a retail store or whatever um and then you need to cold email a bunch of people and or ask you know for referrals from your parents or your parents friends who i'm sure would be happy to help and then you need to you know do the thing and then while you're there try to think about how you can add value Right. So it's, 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 it's pretty generic, like the steps in a lot of ways, but it's really just, it's all about being a self-starter and really actually like, you know, making this something that you're pursuing with interest and intent. And that's why it's so important also for it to be something that you will do that with and follow through. 
I like that notion of interest and intent um, and the self-starter. I'm thinking now of another student who, and sometimes I was going to say the more unique and esoteric your interest is, the actual, sometimes the more success you will have in getting someone to help you because they're so excited. Like if you're reaching out to someone, a professional in the field that's a little obscure, they're so yeah, the excited. Yeah, horned frogs. Are... Right? They're so excited that anyone is interested in that. And I had a student do that this year, a student who had um, her own unique interest in Arthurian legend and art and writing, reached out to uh, the head of a pretty well-known museum in New York City um, having to do with uh, medieval and Renaissance art. And... That is exactly what happened. That person couldn't believe that a high school student was interested and took her on. That's fantastic. As a mentor. I mean, yeah, that's huge. And again, like, I mean, as you don't want to be cynical and transactional about this, but like, that's a great story for your resume, right? I mean, at the end of the day, you probably should be trying to do things where even if it doesn't make it into your college resume, you still are, are happy that you spent the time. But at the end of the day, these are the, the the genuine, heartfelt pieces that make a resume really stand out. Yeah. And I like to talk about the resume is sort of, I, I actually have this um, catchphrase I trademark, build a person, not a resume. You know, if you start with the person and this girl uh, that I just mentioned with the Arthurian legend, this is like a true interest of hers. You know, she plays Dungeons and Dragons. She loves reading Arthurian tales. It's not... She's not unaware that it doesn't help for college. I mean, we'd all be hypocritical, I think, if we work in this sort of line or, mm-hmm. you know, we're aiming for that kind of education that we're not cognizant of it. But that's not her main modus operandi for reaching out to that person at the museum. She truly wants to be embrace because of course at, at any high school you're not going to have there's no arthurian legend expert at the high school so how right. how would you learn more about it besides your own reading and it's just fun to interact with someone in a field that you're interested in to learn more see what they do yeah. as their job what do they do every day exactly yeah there's so much valuable life experience that can come from pursuing this path even um and like you said, also, maybe you find out that you don't actually want to do this for your career, which is super helpful. And yes. I recommend doing that as early, doing these litmus tests as early as you can. It is good. And the beauty is if you're a younger student, I don't know the age of all your listeners or the, their parents, but, you know, for the, certainly the younger kids, like the ninth and 10th graders, mm-hmm. it's still early you still have time. Yeah. You can try things and decide that's not for me. Um, you can even try a few different clubs. I know students who love to write, tried the school newspaper, hated it, joined, you know, debate yeah. club or science you don't team. You want to be like uh, Rory Gilmore and think you're going to be a journalist your whole life and then turns out you don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or kids I've known who've gone to music camps. So they'd say, I'm going to become, you know, I'm going to play in the New York Philharmonic. They go to music camp and they see, oh, 
the kids who really want to do that actually practice like three hours a day for real. And I really only like to do about a half hour to an hour a day. That's probably not going to be for me. Yeah. I mean, I have friends that are actually in that career and it's actually more like six hours a day. It's okay. <laughs> it's it's like the, the top violin in particular is apparently really competitive and the top violinists are like six hour a day average people. Um, not for me, right? That was not what I wanted to do at all. So every, there's something out there for everyone. One of the best ways you can start to figure it out is by pursuing those interests now, even before you get to college. Any uh, final thoughts on this topic before we wrap up? I would just recommend whether it's for high school students or even college undergrads who haven't quite figured it out, you know, think out of the box. Think broadly. Someone said they were going to do a mind map. That that sounds like a interesting thing to to try. Um, sure. Just jot random ideas and and explore. Yeah, and talk to your friends about it. Like talking to your parents about it is always going to come through the lens of what is the obvious career thing right <laughs> yes. now, right? And so when I was when I was a kid, it was going into sales. And now it seems like it's becoming a computer scientist. But, you know, for the vast majority of things, as long as you're not like your goal isn't to become like a world's greatest expert in like Latin. Um, and if it is, I mean, there is someone, there are jobs for that, but they're just very rare. Right. Um, but there's jobs for everything, right? Um, and whatever your interests are, you know, you and your friends should, should kind of brainstorm together, right? Like, without the lens of like, you know, what's going to make me money in the end right now is not about that right now is about just pursuing your passions and figuring out uh, what you're interested in. Yeah. And I would say, and don't be afraid of not reaching out to someone for help or because you think they'll say no more often than not, you will get a great response. Sometimes you will get a no, but it's also important to deal with that because, you know, we, that's how we grow. We don't always get everything we want in life. Uh, I think Mick Jagger mm -hmm. said something about that way back when. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. But also, um, I just, I just really think that it's so important to, to even when, you know, you are looking at this and it looks hard or it looks like it might fail to just like try anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Because even in the trying, you learn a lot about yourself as well. Exactly. Well, thank you so much. This has been Shift, a college admissions podcast for a changing world, hosted by Tyler from Achievable with Valerie from Viridian Prep. And you can get a free trial of Achievable's ACT course by going to achievable.me. And if you like it, be sure to use the code podcast to save 10%.